0: United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com.
1: Welcome to the first Runner's World podcast of 2021 with me, Rick Pearson, and me, Ben Hobson.
2: And me, Jane Maguire.
1: Today we're looking at why 2021 is going to be the year of the runner. How you, how you doing, guys? You all right? <sighs> yeah, all right. Okay. Fine.
2: Trying not to bum the audience out with Tier 5. It's here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, on that note, um, we sort of held off recording yesterday because there was the announcement coming and we thought we'd try and be as relevant as possible with this. Um, so for anyone listening, Tier 5 kicks in Tomorrow, Wednesday the 6th uh, of January in England, it's already in place. Well, there's different levels are already in place. Northern Ireland had new rules put in on the 26th and Wales is uh, now at Alert 5, I think it's called. Alert 4? Can't remember. Um, But anyway, uh, just a sort of quick update. The real hot takeaway from Tier 5 is that we're just kind of back to how it was March last year, lockdown 1. Mm. that's the sort of level that i'm talking about now when it comes to what you're allowed to do um the biggest changes being that uh you're only permitted now to go outside the once for your exercise per day which was kind of like first time round. it kind of got a bit like oh you can do it more often but now it's, it's once a day and it's local so no you know going further afield and exploring more so stay safe stay local that's the sort of messaging and when it comes to exercise there's all sort of other reasonable excuses to go outside and everyone go and check out the the government website for that sort of stuff but uh, relating to running yeah it's uh it's kind of as it was at the beginning now we're, we're back to that point um and that's kind of it you're allowed to run with one other person from another household or from your support bubble or your household so that's it. So no more group runs. No, no, none of that stuff's happening. So basically, go solo, stay local, stay safe. I was trying to think of like a catchy, you know. <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's good. That's, your, that's your version of kind of like a hands face. Wash space. your hands. Wash your face. Yeah, exactly. Very good,
1: uh, Ben. Yeah, you should get you get you on the kind of advisor panel with the government.
2: Yeah, I like that. that was...
1: No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I want to provide a little bit of balance to um to that kind of fairly depressing news about Tier Five rules. So uh, there's um. Obviously, the job market is incredibly challenging at the minute, and and this piece of research doesn't change that, but it does offer a little glimmer of hope, I think, to to runners. So new research suggests that um, mentioning athletics, so in our case, running on your CV improves your job prospects by 20%, which is quite a lot, isn't it? yeah, it's according to a survey by golfsupport.com who approached uh, 548 UK companies from 14 sectors asking managers to analyse the CVs of recent hires from the past year and uh, totaling how many times a sport was mentioned. So athletics was mentioned a lot by people who, who ended up getting the job. Um, and this is, you know, this, I guess, bolsters other uh, studies that have shown that uh, runners are are they productive employees and uh, take less sick days than non running uh, colleagues? So, all in all, people should be hiring runners because uh, we're just, just great, just
3: great people. And, <laughs> yeah. I don't know though. Cause so, there you go, uh, bit of life. I understand on the CV, but I mean, we've talked about how if you're, we work in a little bubble, to use that new, now wonderfully common mm. phrase but the 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 lone runner in an office of non-runners has it's not the uh talking to friends who who are in that position their chat when they bring up running and everyone else goes oh god he's talking about he's talking <laughs> about running again that <laughs> that makes me feel like you know well perhaps not mentioning it too much is is the key put it on the cv but don't be the guy who just talks about running all the time <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a balance isn't it it's a balance as with all yeah. things um so I was thinking, as as this is the first um, podcast of 2021 that we could we could f- first look back at 2020, which is obviously a, a bizarre year mm. um, for for everyone, and, and also a bizarre year for running, I guess, and maybe look at pick out one highlight um, that we had. So I'll start by saying that I thought the FKTs, the fastest known times that were being done by runners in absence of official races, was were made for thrilling uh viewing i guess if we, if you can call it that yeah. um yeah some real highlights being uh damien hall doing the, the pennine way uh record which obviously we covered on on the website um and uh dan lawson doing the uh john of groats to land's end uh record as well which there's a, there's a video that's come out about that and it's just it's just insane the, the levels to which he's had to push himself to to complete that but yeah i, I thought It it reflected well on runners that we said, you know, all right, there are no official races, but this isn't the end of the kind of extravagant running challenge. We're going to find ways, ways around it. And uh, yeah, I think that was, that for me was one of the highlights of 2020.
3: Yeah, definitely. I'm going to go with the, the, the growth of running. And um, by that, Mm. I mean that from probably a year that was the hardest for many running, uh, running had a little bit of a resurgence, or a found a new audience who needed something to do that would make them feel better about the world. And I feel like that is a is only from the circumstances being so dire that that kind of came about. So, you know, yes, yeah. we've talked about it. It was the silver lining, but I think that, that that definitely, as the whole year went by, became a real highlight for me in terms of the conversations I had with people who'd found running and the the pluses that they would got from it and taken away from it and how it helped them through lockdown and and how now actually that it had gone beyond just the thing that they did in lockdown and it was just running and that was great like that, that for me was a real highlight from the year.
2: I think for me it was the virtual London marathon I think the London marathon it makes me cry every year whether I'm Running in it or watching it or doing a London Marathon podcast and awkwardly crying in front of my colleagues. <laughs> I think it's just there's just something magic about it. And I was so I knew I wasn't meant to be running it last year, last year. Yeah, just about. Um, but it just I just thought it was magic. I thought it wasn't really like, yes, it was about the elite and it gave us all something to watch on telly. But just, you know, going on a run and seeing people out there doing it on an awful day in the rain, and it still kind of had that spirit. And I think that, um, I don't know, I found that really special. I don't know whether the people that ran 26.2 miles in the rain alone feel the same. But I mean, serious kudos to them. But yeah, yeah, I think, I don't know, I think events will come back, but I quite liked, I'm, I'm not a big virtual racing fan. I'm I'm not good when I don't have people there around me but I think I don't know I think yeah you know the fastest and times are great beginners are great but I think um for those everyday runners who took on a marathon on their own I'm just in awe of them I think it's amazing
1: yeah I agree I think it's, it's, it shows a real kind of desire to do it doesn't it And a kind of resilience like I'm going to do this marathon even without the crowd support and and all that, those kind of nice parts of A race day
2: yeah and without the expo and without the what is that music they play when you walk into the expo (laughs) honestly I might cry what is that music (laughs) like it's just all so magic and all of that was gone and people still did it I'm just like you know good for them like I hope for hopefully we'll be back at races later in the year but I mean, yeah. what what a story to have to tell! Like I did my first marathon in the rain on my own in a pandemic. Like what a great tale!
3: Every other marathon after that will be the, will be so much easier as well.
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, like you know, you can go and do the hilliest marathon in the world, and you'll have people cheering you on, and you'll be like, "This is easier yeah.
3: than <laughs> yeah.
2: doing that doing that twenty five laps of Battersea Park <laughs> that I did on my own."
1: All right, let's, let's look forward then to 2021 and maybe talk about personal goals. So I've got this goal where I think I was always previously someone who's like, I've got to do um, like quite high intensity running and maybe not as a result, not never really uh, as frequently as I might, but I'm trying to change that a little bit in 2021. So I'm, I'm trying to run five times a week, at least five times a week, sometimes six. I've never really um, been as, as frequent as that, but I think if lots of those runs are kind of easy and a bit of fun, you can find a way to to up the frequency of, of running, so I'm going to try and do that. Yeah, at least at least five times a week.
3: But are you lowering your volume? Are you are you going to treat because you're quite a fast guy? So I mean, then you would always <laughs> you'd always go for like oh, I just casually like last year you're like casually doing twenty miles and stuff like that. So you're going to sort of just go and do three miles and slowly and be happy with that?
1: Yes, yeah, so I guess the, the midweek run will be uh, yeah, that will literally just be around the local park, trying to do it on the grass like in being like inspired by the the ethiopian way of doing things and avoiding the the tarmac uh so it's pretty slow as a almost um inevitably because i'm just sort of splashing around in the mud half the time and that's yeah i'm going to go out for like 45 minutes and maybe that's going to be like four miles you know four miles e- every day of the the week and then something longer on the on the weekend yeah
2: so much washing, Rick. So much washing. <laughs> so much
1: washing. I actually, I, for, I, you know when you get like a Christmas present that's that's kind of a hint? Like I remember when I was about 15, I got a lot, like a lot of deodorant for Christmas. Oh, and I was a bit terrible. like, hang on, hang on. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it, guys. Excellent. But um, my wife got me um, the boot buddy. Which is basically, you know, like
2: I want a boot buddy. Is it good? It's really good,
1: actually. Yeah, they're like it... that
2: was the only thing I had on my list, and no one got it from me. Jane, <laughs> yeah, honestly. So this boot buddy
1: is, if you if you if you weren't on the Dragons Den episode, it's a, uh, it's basically yeah, it, it cleans. It's meant to clean sort of football boots, but it can clean any kind of mud off any kind of outdoor shoe. And uh, so I've been I've been making a, a point of I, I clean the shoes. As soon as I, as soon as I get in, it's part. It's almost like part of the the ritual. So they're not. So I'm not traipsing I'm mud around. So
2: down for this chat. <laughs> <laughs> this is not sponsored by Boot Buddy, but it should be. What a great invention! Be. No,
1: great great invention. I'm just out there in the garden, uh just it's kind of washing the the shoes. It feels like a a nice end to the. <laughs> it's quite cold actually, so I'm doing it quite quickly. <laughs> but anyway, so that's me. So Ben, what about you? What, have you got, what, what, what do you what do you want to do 2021 in running?
3: I've kind of got some things that I need to figure out um, in regards to like injury, which aren't causing me that many problems. But I don't want to make it any worse. And with lockdown again, obviously hospital appointments and seeing professionals and all that sort of stuff kind of fell at the wayside last year. So I was just sort of maintaining and I'm kind of bored of maintaining. So I just want to kind of like either do something radical or just kind of, I don't know just sort of change it up but i'm feeling pretty good about the year i quite like you know i'm not quite sure i haven't got any goals but i think that more and more time in the forest which is easy because it's close and i really enjoy just running around in the mud and then yeah i don't know really maybe something fast maybe just trying because that always i like that yeah
1: yeah it's quite easy to not to avoid the the or just overlook the the shorter sharper distances Mm. but maybe the mile
3: yeah i've always miles really is good so maybe i could just do a bit of mile work that would be quite nice but yeah i mean the rest of it will just as as, just keep enjoying it much like you rick i think that you know just keep taking fun and joy from running will be the main aim of the year
2: i don't know really what i've tried to think because i think every time i kind of pin my hopes on doing a race Mm. they get taken away from me so i don't want to do that but i've also i think i've you know said on the podcast last year in the midst of the pandemic that actually i'm not really a race orientated person i actually prefer the training without the like ticking time bomb of 10 weeks ago nine weeks ago i that's a bit i can't bear that's a bit that stresses me out so i think hopefully there'll be some races you know in october but um for now just to kind of carry on I'm joining the lockdown puppy club so I'm hoping to train a puppy to run with me so oh. Oh, well, that's what? probably my lockdown goal. I don't want to set I don't want to sit here and say I'm going to run a PB in a marathon cuz no. I don't think any of us can say that just yet. Hopefully we will, but you know, I think goals have to kind of be achievable and I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if races will be back as we know them. But I don't want to be. That's really doom and gloom for a January podcast. No, I
1: think I think that's I think that's good advice, Jane. Actually, like to, to make it a slice of realism. <laughs> yeah, and maybe to make your goals for twenty twenty one non non event specific, right? So I guess like... then if
2: they happen, great. Like if you know, if yeah. we've all been vaccinated by June and we can all start training for marathons, amazing. But if we're not there, you don't have that kind of disappointment. So. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say twenty twenty one goal is to train a dog to run with me. So that will be the twenty twenty one goal and I guess to fit running in around a puppy. Um so we'll see. Watch this space.
1: So I've been working on this this piece for the website, which I'm hoping it will be live actually by the by the time this comes out or, 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 or certainly soon after and it and it's um it's one that you suggested, Ben. It's about twenty one reasons to, to run in, in uh in 2021, see what we've done. Then. Well, yeah, it's, Seamless, it, isn't it, it's,
3: mate? Guess what's happening in 2022. <laughs> I, I can't think. Uh, it's
1: uh, it's amazing. Um, I don't think we should go through all 21 reasons. I think our, our listeners are, they're they're very loyal. They've got good attention spans, but I'm not sure everyone needs all 21 reasons. But maybe I could pick out, or maybe we could all pick out, you know, one or two. Don't don't necessarily have to be from the list. Actually, just um, just um, good motivational reasons for. You know, taking up running or continuing to run.
3: Can I? I'll bang the same drum as last year then, and it sort of relates back to what I said about my highlight from the year being that running is offering a moment of peace and control that me Mm. people probably feel like they won't be getting with lockdown. So Mm. I'm going to say the reasons why people should run in 2021 is because it is self propelled moments of. Uh, Distraction, which you will learn to love. And I think that's, uh, that's definitely one reason why you should do it.
0: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat All from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
4: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
2: I mean, for me, it's I'm, I'm always banging the mental health drum, but Ben kind of just took that from me. So um, I'll let Ben have that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I would say that running, unlike, I don't know, for me, it's yoga. I could do yoga every day of the week. I still won't be able to do a crow. It'll, I just can't. Um, I, I, do, I feel like I don't get that much better at it. Whereas running, I think if you do even a couch to 5K plan in 12 weeks, you can go from not running at all to being able to run a 5K. And that's amazing. Like, I think it is something that you can really see progress in. And I think that in a, I mean in a pandemic when we can't see progress in a lot of things because we can't leave the house and do anything, I think having those little things you can tick off really helps you I feel better. I feel better about yourself, and then you can look and be like, "Oh, twelve weeks ago, I couldn't do this at all." And if you're not, if you're even if you're not a beginner, um, I think you know if you really stick to a plan, you see your you see improvements. Even if it's not getting quicker, it could be feeling more feeling better, like getting to mile two or getting to I don't know that side of the park and being like, "Oh, I'm not as out of breath as I was." So I think yeah, running has like it's a way it, you can really see improvements quickly i think as a rambling what i'm trying to say in a lot of words
1: <laughs> oh, i think mean, that's i think that's really true i think that's really true and um, i'm going to say that it can make you happier and there, there are various surveys that kind of backing this up uh, i know there was one on park runners that said that um yeah 89 percent of people who did park runs said it it made them feel happier um and uh but I think that's really true. I think, it's, you know, there's, there are real threats to our happiness this year, aren't there? With, yeah, the, the kind of oppressive nature of the pandemic, the restrictions we've talked about at the top of the show, um, obviously the economic uh, ramifications of uh, of COVID, but something simple like running that we're still allowed to do. Um, and I, I don't see that being taken away from us, um, even if restrictions were to get even tighter. such a simple thing to do, so easy. It's completely kind of self-created... Uh, form of uh, of therapy and and happiness that um that i think can surprise people if they haven't haven't tried running already actually it can really like make you feel um yeah make you feel noticeably happier so that would be my my one i reckon what wonderful reasons we gave what wise people we are here on the runners world podcast
2: we're so smart
3: (laughs) i think we all just said the same thing but i think
1: (laughs) versions of the same thing yeah
3: but that's because that's the most important thing Mm. about running at the moment. So that's fine. It's
1: also, it's not bad. It's not bad for your knees. Someone should have said that.
3: Yeah. It is not bad for your knees. No, no. And as someone who has bad knees, it's not running. It's, you know, it's just my body. So, you know, I will, I will die on that hill. (laughs) As a man with bad knees who likes running, it's not running. Um... But I think that because we mentioned sort of like people starting running during lockdown, but beginning running is actually quite a daunting thing. So mm. maybe we should offer up some other uh, pearls of wisdom from mm. a beginner's point of view, um, in terms of advice that maybe you yes, would want to like pass it. on. Yes. So you, Rick, what's, what would you what would you say to a beginner? So this this is going to sound a
1: bit. Um, I think this is a bit mundane, actually. After our after our fairly kind of you know running makes you happy a big chat but this is just based on my own experience but I think that for the first couple of years when I was running I wanted to run more than my body um would allow me to and I think some of that was because I I just didn't have any of the kind of conditioning that um was required to run uh, free of injury really so I, I wish that I had known a bit more about strength and conditioning and taking that side of things serious seriously um I don't think the strength and conditioning has to take up much time because I think that can be such a barrier for people. Like, look, I'm already making time to run. What are you what are you saying? I have to do half an hour every day of like plank or on the Swiss ball, or whatever. <laughs> um, but I think actually we have got some good resource on on our website. It's not. I'm not just saying that. I, I do think there's some good strength and conditioning stuff and lots of easy things to Google about you know running specific um, strength and conditioning. Lots of like single leg exercises. I found have made a big difference. And it, for me, it's not about like getting physically or visibly strong it's just it's actually just about like what what's the minimum I need to do to, to keep on running regularly because it makes me it makes me really happy to run so I, I would say that to people if um because I think I also think the first couple of years of running are the ones where you're most plagued by injury just because it's so it's it's new to your body so just if you could just invest in a little of the right um strength and conditioning I think it's going to keep you keep you running and keep you happy so that's my advice Twenty
3: calf raises when you're brushing your teeth.
2: I just love the idea of you planking for half an
3: hour. Like, Is that a Rick, world record? No, it's that guy. Isn't the world record Sorry, the world record's Rick. absolutely nuts,
1: isn't it? It's like um it's something like it's it's like eight hours or something.
2: <laughs> that's like a whole episode of friends holding a plank what the hell
3: <laughs> yeah i lost a lot of friends during those years i don't know what
2: happened
3: <laughs> there was a study on this that the optimum the, beyond a certain amount of time which is about a, about a minute not even that maybe it might have been like 30 seconds a plank is kind of not doing anything else there's like it needs to be that you do its frequency and like uh it's on the site i think actually i'll dig yeah, it I up think, and put it in yeah the i think that's right it's, it's could, not like the longer know. the better the plank is it no it's like a sort of yeah. So for anyone who's new to new to planking, this is the planking podcast. Anyone who's new to planking, uh, it's all about doing it. It's not you don't have to do it for ages, so it's fine. Stop um,
2: holding it for half an hour. Yeah, do little bursts of two minutes.
1: Right, Jane. What 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 be your your advice then?
2: Uh, I'm really taught I've got two, so I'm going to go for two. Um, and if Ben says one, you can edit me out. Um, <laughs> I think my first one of would be. Um, I think when I was a beginner, I would go out the door and I would sprint as fast as I possibly could. And then I'd stop and I'd be like, oh, my God, running so hard, I can't breathe. And it and it was like, now I look back and I think, yeah, because I was sprinting. So you get that horrible kind of, you know, when your chest is like, <gasps> and you can't breathe. I'm literally describing how we breathe. What a boring podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say run, walk. Like I wish I'd started running by run walking it's so sensible and it breaks up the running into achievable bursts and you start to learn because an easy pace is a hard thing to learn what your natural pace is um, and I think one of the reasons I think people hate running is because they well I'm guessing they won't be listening to this podcast but because they've tried to go too fast too quick And my second bit of advice would be getting your kit right. At this time of year, it's cold and you don't want to, you know, I've seen people running in like full on like barber jackets and I'm like, (laughs) well, probably not. And then I've seen people, that's
0: that's just just people in Clapham.
2: And then I've seen people running in like, vest top and I'm like oh my god I'm worried for your health so I'd say like we've got some good articles about layering on the site where lots of layers um if you've got a little kind of backpack or something that you can carry your layers in so you're not ending up tying all these clothes around your waist and just kind of yeah get get I would invest in some kit that's going to kind of help you because when you get out the door and it's you're kind of either really hot or really cold it does the run's not fun if you're kind of mm. trying to deal with your temperature and that's where this lockdown I guess is different to last spring where the weather was a lot milder like this is a hard time of year to motivate yourself to get out even when you love running so yeah I'd say um have a look at the website have a look at the sales and get some kit that is gonna keep you kind of feeling okay and not getting you know please please don't run in a vest top when it's one degrees um also so yeah
3: and also stuff that you think looks good because if you feel like you yeah. look good then you're gonna really like it It Ch- changes the whole thing if you feel like you look weird and it's you're uncomfortable and you don't like the the shape of your top or you don't like the cut, do you know what i mean you'll just you'll feel awkward whereas if you go out going i look really good i am gonna fly along then you're great you just you feel I'm you really just relax sorry. into it
2: you are the person running in a barber jacket, and I've thrown shade on you. Maybe they were chasing a dog, or I don't know, in a hurry. Maybe they weren't actually out for a run, but I was like, I'm concerned. What are you doing? So yeah, sorry if that's you. I've
1: seen a lot of um of a lot of gloveless runners the last week. It's been colder last week, so I was now. But like, yeah, I'd say one piece of like one piece of kit, like you could probably oh. get by that hat actually if you have to. Like, but put put some gloves on. Definitely put yeah. some gloves yeah. on. Yeah,
3: I'd say gloves and a like a snood or a buff. Something for your neck and something for your hands. Yeah, you can. Those are the two bits. If you cover them up, you kind of like the rest of your body kind of looks after itself. I reckon. Um, my piece of advice, uh, I would say, embrace being a beginner.
2: Ah, oh, that's mm. a good one.
3: Beginner become comes with like a sort of stamp of of a noob. You kind of like you're not you're not there yet. You know you know you're not. You're not uh, I don't know no one it's kind of like a term that's slightly derogatory in many ways if you think about like running like oh you're just a beginner I've been running for so and so long but first of all everyone was always a beginner everyone I still actually consider myself to be a beginner whenever I start like I went running at the start of the year I haven't run for a little bit I felt like a beginner and I was fine with that I I don't feel like anyone needs to be on race form constantly anyone who takes on an actual training block you know, when you build up and you build down again, the, the right at the bottom when you're starting again, you're basically being a beginner. Yeah, you've got like a, you know, a back catalogue of medals and and you're, you know, you, you know what you're doing and you know the process and you'll be very familiar with how your body will react, which is all stuff that beginners won't have. But at the same time, you go through the same process of building, you're mm. running back up again. That is, the, that is exactly what every single beginner does every single time. So I'm kind of like just embracing being a beginner because it's not a bad thing to be i think everyone you learn so much when you're a beginner that it kind of sees you in good stead to just be like i don't understand that what does it mean i'm going to learn about it um i'm going to try this i'll try that don't just sort of feel like oh i'm gonna just be worried that i'm gonna do it wrong because you, you will do it wrong and then you'll realize that you know you you don't like that type of running or you you want to do more of the other type of running? So I just think like being a beginner is is just actually something to be enjoyed, not to be sort of worried about.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I'm I'm quite actually in some ways quite envious of people who are getting into running because I think if I look back at the stage of running that I enjoyed the most, it was probably the early years actually because everything was new. You do improve quickly, as as James was saying. Um, and it's a bit like you know the early stages of all other other things like you know relationships, or whatever. Where everything's kind of exciting, and you're kind of it's really like, yeah, you're thinking about it all the time. Oh, uh, that was that was that was what was like for me. And uh, I actually, yeah, I'm quite envious of people who are, who are taking their early steps into one because I kind of know what hopefully what, what awaits them and actually you know how much they may be able to get from this activity. So I think it can actually be something to be really, um, yeah, excited about.
2: Yeah, and I think you're right. I think I. I I do not like trail running. I've given it a, a go time and time again and I find I run staring at my feet waiting to break an ankle. It's just not for me. It's literally not for me. I wish I could, you know, I've listened to so many people talk about trail running when they, you know, look at the nature and blah blah blah. I get it, but it's not for me. I'd rather go for a walk in nature. So that's fine. Like, you know, you could try like Ben says you can try going on a trail run and think Didn't enjoy that much. I'd rather stick to my local park, and that's absolutely you know treadmill running. Still hate it. Wish I could love it, but still not for me. So it's kind of like I guess it's working out your thing. And if you're one of the lucky people that can go trail running and not worry about breaking an ankle, I'm envious of you too. So we have try loads of different different things, I guess. And this is a good time to do it because you're not having to worry about the commute, and you know you can hopefully drive somewhere locally and explore new trails and new yeah
1: I, th- I think that's really good you, you don't have to be like um all things to all people as a runner do you actually it's a broad church and you can be you can say I, this aspect of running is the bit that i like and actually the rest of it you know is is not my my cup of tea. Fair enough.
3: Yeah, it's don't treat a marathon as the one benchmark that you're aiming for.
2: No, because whenever you talk to anyone really good at running, they say, "Oh, what distance are you?" And I'm always like, "All of them. I don't know <laughs> yeah, what yeah. you know. What distance exactly. do I feel like doing today? I'll do a marathon, and then I'll worry about a five k for a bit."
1: I, I once asked a guy. I was, um, I think it was on the North Downs Way somewhere, and, I, and it was just a it was just a random bloke I started running with, um, and he was one. He was a runner who really enjoyed telling me about his. His his running and his PBs. They're they're out there. These people. I'm probably one of them oh. myself. Uh, and 100%. I, I, I asked that question. To I said, oh, "What's your um? What do you think your 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 best or your favourite distance is?" And he was like, "Hmm, it's probably a twenty miler. Probably the twenty mile race. It's like that's not really a distance. Dude. That's like a that's what you do if you're training for a marathon. These events are like made specifically for the marathon. I'm not sure you can twenty mile specialist. It's quite weird.
3: Anyway." if 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 you ever talk to a runner and the first thing that they do is is ask you your favorite distance or your or talk about pbs or anything like that just don't take that as like the standard issue response from all runners like there are people out there who will just talk to you about running for the love of it so don't just be put hmm. off if someone just goes oh you're a runner what's your marathon pb because it, yeah, it I doesn't matter mean. it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter so you know just go oh, i haven't i haven't done a marathon they're mental that's my standpoint. So, yeah. you know, just just enjoy that one. But I'm um, just, you know, I think just, uh, you know, embrace being a beginner. I think that's
1: good. Yeah, it'd be nice to hear from our, our listeners about um, maybe the best lessons they've learned or advice that they give. Our emails are open, podcast at runnersworld.co.uk. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. Um, let us know what you think, podcast at runnersworld.co.uk. And uh, thanks again for listening.
3: You can still subscribe to Run As Well magazine today and get three issues for only £5. Visit hearstmagazines.co.uk slash Runner's podcast to get this exclusive listener offer. The Run As Well podcast is available on Acast, iTunes and all of your favourite podcast apps. Please like it, subscribe to it, do whatever you want to do, tell your mum about it. Um, thanks again for listening and we will see you next week.